Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Hey, Quitheads. Today we have Savannah Page on the show. Savannah is doing a lot of things, uh, and one of them is not a job, but <laughs> I think you'll find her very interesting. I'm not even going to do a bio for her because she does so many things, and uh, you'll hear about it on the show. So stick around for an awesome interview. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? And today I'm joined by Savannah Page. How are you doing, Savannah? Pretty good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So I've been actually looking forward to this for a long time because... When, when did you come into Fort Wayne? It would have been like January 3rd of this year. Okay. So, wow. I didn't realize it's been so long already. I know. But so you guys have heard us talk a few times about our friends Mitch and Savannah. And so we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last year. And it, unfortunately for us, unfortunately for them, uh, that might be our our neighborliness is, is <laughs> on its way out. But um, so I'm excited to find out a little bit more about Savannah and share some of what she's doing with you guys. So I guess I'm trying to think of where to start. Um, I, I guess tell me a little bit about your experience growing up. I know you were around some entrepreneurial type ventures when you're growing yeah. up. Maybe just give a like a real brief kind of history of that and how it might have influenced you. Sure. So I started out living with my mom and she was a she was a little bit of everything. She was an entrepreneur. We started out as actually Jehovah's Witnesses, which was oh different. Um Yep. So <laughs> and left when my parents got divorced and I was like eight and then my mom she went from being like a missionary and a stay at home mom to like this whole different person of like wanting to be an entrepreneur and so she started becoming a personal trainer. And then from there, she opened a yoga studio, did a little bit of both. Um, here in Fort Wayne, it was called the Workout Room. And then she okay. expanded to that building. She managed the entire building, which turned into an wow. art gallery. Okay. And that was called Cashman Gallery for a little bit. And then she had like, so I grew up there basically. I would come like after school, I would go there all day with her. And I would hang out with all the artists. The, the second floor was just a bunch of like art studios that all these artists could rent out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then she'd have these big events on the bottom floor, and then okay. it would just be like a bunch of art getting sold and bands playing, and it was awesome. So I grew up with yoga and art, all kinds of artists. I'd just sit in their studios and watch them paint. And so I started just watching her like pave her way through Fort Wayne and just, yeah, just obliterating the scene before anyone else had done anything like that yeah nothing everyone was what, afraid what year was that about oh my gosh uh, i'm probably very wrong but i'd say around like 2004 okay 2005. so i've been i moved to fort wayne in like 1987 and i lived here uh, until i graduated high school and i moved away for a little while and so just for a frame of reference for people listening that don't know the area it's only been probably in the last five years that the arts have really been starting to get a lot more exposure around here so yeah mm -hmm. that is um you are, you're telling the truth yeah there was nothing um i think castle gallery was around and then we had the like the museum the art gallery right. 
and then maybe like two other places but like Terry right. Ratliff was in our building um, now he has his own space there's a bunch of other artists um, Tim Brembelow he's still there Brembelow Fine Arts and mm-hmm. a, a couple other artists who have moved like Mi Kyung moved to San Diego a bunch of other people but um, right yeah, she yeah. Was at that time, at that first. time, you either had to be an artist or really crave it to know where anything uh-huh. was. Yeah. Um. So, like, we try to get people to come down to some of our yoga classes when she first opened it, and everyone was like, "Downtown, isn't that scary?" Like, just like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. Like, just come on, just step out of your comfort zone. It was more scary back then, but maybe it, that's because I was maybe, less familiar yeah. with it. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so I grew up in that whole scenario and then around okay. 15 we moved to California okay so okay yeah and then so I guess we don't have to keep talking about I know your mom has done some other things since then as well yeah um, she has pretty a big and yoga clothing company called Jala that she opened right after we moved out to California she's had for about 10 years now okay um so and that's pretty successful right yeah she's she's doing really well they're in Dillard's now so they're selling primarily they used to be like a retail company and they still are but primarily mm-hmm. now it's just selling to Dillard's and then Dillard's selling for her basically okay um okay. which I can't say too much about but it's yeah just that's cool <laughs> so she's yeah. happy yeah she's happy it's going well she's managed to take herself out of the business a little bit yes okay. oh yeah absolutely and I've worked for her on and off so I yeah I think I've done just about every single job that Jala has to offer at one point or another yeah <laughs> but I it was cool because I got to see how a business is run well I got to see how a lot of different kinds of businesses were run like, yeah throughout my entire childhood which is kind of a weird thing for a kid to be around but yeah but like around, I'm so happy well, around these parts it is anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah yes around here I would say yeah. so but um yeah it's it's been interesting so walk me through like when you're in high school or whatever when you got your first like wage paying job and kind of like your early working career I what kind of stuff you did First thing I ever did, um, which I didn't get paid for, I just got suckered into it, um, okay. was cleaning toilets for my parents' cleaning company when I was like eight. Um, wow. We we had all these different like companies in Fort Wayne. We would clean mm. like nasty warehouses, <laughs> and I'd have to like my dad's like, well, here's a toilet brush, like, wow, and it's like a urinal, and I'm like, what is this? I don't even know what this is. What do you do with this? Eight-year-old professional warehouse toilet cleaner. Yep, That's awesome. that was that was me. That's and on the resume. Yep, they were they were frightening. Um, and then okay. I worked for my mom at the gallery, and I would like kind of illegally like pour <laughs> alcohol for people and like get the we'll say extra legally. Yeah, extra legally. <laughs> pouring champagne and then oh um, okay yeah that's a stupid rule anyway yeah it's so dumb I wasn't drinking it I was yeah. like I was like 10 I didn't know what it was right. and then in high school I got like a actual real job that was mm-hmm. basically just hostessing okay yeah yeah for a for a restaurant and that okay. sucked yeah but it, it was <laughs> it sucked but it taught me hard work while all my friends were getting fucked up Oh, can I count? Can oh, I yeah. pass her? Okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, when all my friends were getting fucked up, I was uh, bussing tables and like seating people at tables <laughs> and pour, like actually pouring 18 alcohol. 18 years old, kind yeah, of? Yeah, okay. I was 18 and I was still illegally pouring alcohol at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of my childhood was illegally pouring alcohol. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
good good life lessons yeah, yeah. sure sure um so yeah and then I, I did that and then I started working for Jala around like 19 and kind of on and okay. off I'd work there for like six months and then mm-hmm. school would get too insane so I'd have to like stop and be like oh I need to do that and I'm also trying to pursue music and so were I'd, you f- uh, like full-time school at that point or yes yeah okay. I was full-time college I was going to a community college and I was doing their honors program trying to get into like a University of California of some sort and they have like a thing where you can if you do their honors program you can get like Mm -hmm. a full like a fast track automatic acceptance into any of them except for like UCLA and UC Berkeley which yeah was cool but I didn't end up going to any of them yeah (laughs) even though I got into one I didn't go yeah yeah so I would work for Jala like on and off and then things would get too crazy and I'd have to like stop and I'd be like okay I'm never working there again I'm gonna like do my big girl thing so I'm gonna like go work for myself and then yeah like, hey, when you worked there, was it just like, I mean, did you make the same just as anybody else doing that job yep. and like yeah, it, same kind of hours and everything like that or? It changed. Um, so like at first I was doing social media, which I've kind of made my way back to uh, now I'm doing. I, yeah, I was, I was doing social media. I'll be honest. I was a shit employee. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just didn't want to be there. It was horrible. Um, yeah. But I got my. We've all been shit employees at some point in our yeah, life. I think. That's very true. Yeah. And then I got, I, I got better. <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I took on different jobs. I did everything from like modeling to like within shipping. Jala. You're yeah, saying. within okay. Jala. Yeah, because I would never do that otherwise. But <laughs> from that to like uh, shipping and fulfillment, and then okay. that was probably my favorite thing I ever did, which is also really? the most like mundane thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I I managed our shipping and fulfillment department for like two years and okay that was the and at that best. point how like how long or what where were I you think i was like 23 so okay i was out of actually no i was still going to school i was going to berkeley college of music at that point online and then okay. i also was like okay like i think i need to drop out yeah <laughs> so i ended up <laughs> dropping out of school actually which i could still go back if i wanted to i don't think i do so no Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not interjecting my opinion. No, that is no, my no, opinion. No. <laughs> Col- I got enough college. Yeah. So my mom always taught me college wasn't super necessary either. Like you could just go and if you knew enough, mm-hmm. you could go and start a business and you didn't have to actually have a degree. She barely exactly. graduated high school and she's had like 11 businesses like wow. in her life, her adult life. So yeah, like I know that it's not impossible to do things without a like a degree oh yeah so I don't have the examples right off the top of my head but I know (laughs) plenty of the most successful business people either dropped out of college or I mean I know the Zuck did he's the only one that's popping into my head right now maybe Bill Gates um uh, Elon Musk Elon Musk after he got his bachelor's he dropped I think I can't remember what he was going back for like maybe a master's or something but Mm -hmm. he he decided not to and he jumped onto the um the whole like tech boom in silicon valley instead yeah so education is important school is not necessarily important right so yeah and now i'm i'm doing uh kind of a mixture of things freelance this time which is a first yeah um so now so tell people and tell me <laughs> where tell me anything that you've earned money from this year Oh my God, <laughs> that's a that's a lot of things. Um, I'm kind of like I a know, mixed bag. I know. That's what that's what I want to impress upon people. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, 
So I've done a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, I did voice acting, which is fun, and I still want to go mm-hmm. back to. Oh, you um, can give a shout-out to the podcast, too. Oh, wait. What do you mean? To the Talking about the podcast you, you did? I'm talking about the podcast that you did, the Fracture. Oh, Fracture. Wow. Yeah. Did you see how I forgot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. You got your, I did, you're wearing I, a lot of hats these I, days. Yeah. That's like, that's actually something I'm about to pick up on, and we're going to finish oh, the, that's awesome. the last three episodes, which is really nice. exciting. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our first sponsor for the show. It's a product called Anywhere TV. Liz and I have had it in our house for a little over a week now. Basically what it amounts to is having access to anything you could want to watch ever. So any movie, any TV show, any channel you want to watch, it's all on there. All the movie channels, pay-per-view, live events. Uh, We've had it for the last week. We love it. It's portable. You can move it from one TV to another. You can take it with you on the road. Works anywhere. It's really an awesome service. It's always updating, adding new channels. It's not hard to install. Very easy to operate. You don't have to be a technological genius. Drew Conley will get you set up on it. He's really easy to work with. He's a great guy, and you're going to like working with him. So if you have any questions, go to Facebook. Facebook and look up Anywhere TV. That's Anywhere TV. I highly encourage you to reach out to Drew and get set up on Anywhere TV today. And let Drew know we sent you. Now back to the show. Wow. This, this is not like a, a quick hurry up and finish like Game of Thrones, I hope. Oh my gosh, no, not at all. <laughs> she's, she's taking her time. My my friend Claire, she's the writer for the show, and she's taking her time writing the last couple episodes. She's in New Zealand too, so it's kind of like a we have a totally little bit jelly. of a lag between us. But it's... It's really fun. Yeah, Fracture is a fictional, I don't want to call it a murder mystery. It's just like a thriller, drama. Yeah, like a sci-fi kind sci-fi, of. Sci-fi, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't typically listen to those kinds of things and I had a lot of fun listening to it. So, Thanks. yeah, it was good. It's Thank fun. You. Entertaining for sure. Yeah, we're going to I actually I learned a lot after we released it and I want to like go back and redo it, but <laughs> like do it. I, I don't have the time. But I just there's like so many things that I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have known. Like, I mean, with as as an artist as you are, and but with also so many things you have going and going into the future, you can't take your time doing that kind of stuff. And also, like, it belongs to the public now, so it's too late. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I don't know. I'm kind of a perfectionist too, so I might go back and do it anyway. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll see. So yeah. so that yeah, I did fracture, which was really fun. Um, and we're gonna okay. have the rest of it released by New Year's ish. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Is it the only one called? I'll, I'll link to it. I'll I, link it to should it. be. Yeah, yeah. So I did fracture this year. I did voice acting for Audible. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I opened opened i started a company called lunar seven which is a mm-hmm. audio visual commercial creative production company yeah it's kind of my like umbrella corp for all of the smaller things that right. i do Although, well at one point we were going to be brought under that umbrella before yes and i still want new wanna, things that's happened <laughs> on my back burner that yep. is that is still that is still near and dear to my heart lunar seven had to take a sidestep because I started working uh, with my boyfriend, Mitch, for Calagrassi & Co., which is our wedding photography business. Mm-hmm. So I started working for him. And at Slash first, commercial, right? So that, that's, oh, that's, actual, a, that's under a different that's umbrella. That's also separate, yeah. yeah. I forgot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Get my story straight. Calagrassi & Co. is just uh, like wedding and like couples, mm-hmm. like love story photography. Yeah, I would know about it because Calagrassi & Co. <laughs> shot our in, our engagement pictures our wedding our one-year anniversary and our five-year anniversary 
if I'm not forgetting anything. I wish I could have been a part of any of that. I know. That so do we. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do it in the future. You'll do our we'll tenure. Do, yes. 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 <laughs> I actually want to just do like a fun one with you guys. Like, yeah, so well, just... we should do like go on a vacation somewhere and do that. And yes. Shoot it up the whole time. You guys can come visit, visit us in uh, Joshua Tree when we make it out there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's already going to happen. Oh, so. heck yeah. We'll go to the National Park and we can do a little yeah yep <laughs> um so anyway yeah lunar seven right. had to take like a, a side step because i started doing color and co so what uh what part of lunar seven is up active functional and that you did you earn any money from that this year yeah um i started working with a nonprofit for web design actually which i was just oh that's right yeah. throwing under lunar seven i'm actually mm-hmm. finishing it up now and you um, do uh, WordPress, right? Yeah. Um, our our website, which I, I set up, is through WordPress. Their website is through Squarespace, which is okay. super easy to yep. use. Um, but I like WordPress a lot more, so I've kind of made the switch for, yeah. for us. If you know what you're doing, there's so much more you can do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm kind of glad I started with Squarespace because it was just like the, the meat and potatoes. And then yeah. it's super, super basic, just block flow so yep and then moving over to wordpress is a little more intense but i've gotten more comfortable with the html and everything so yeah it's like from, apple versus android almost yes it is yep. yeah in my my myspace days way back in the day Ooh. i i'm pulling back some of those html skills <laughs> that i had <laughs> yeah yep. i remember that i forgot about that but yep. yeah Oh, yeah, I had to have the coolest profile back in the day. I just copied and pasted. I'm like, oh, I want my background (laughs) to look like that. But Yeah, that was probably easier. What else? (laughs) Forgetting anything? You probably Probably. are. Um, (laughs) So, Ayla. Yeah, that's probably the main thing, and I completely forgot about her. Oh, yeah, I can link to that, too. Um, Um, Thanks. Which is amazing, and that's... Thank you. Probably, would you say that's still... That's kind of... Maybe that's where your heart lies, going oh. through all these things absodarn toot and lootly yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that is that is my space that doesn't make me any money but yeah. i love it and yeah. so so ila for all of you who don't yeah, know because it's everyone it is my music persona which i don't really tell anyone that so this is kind of my first time ever. we didn't know that for a couple months i think yeah probably not i it's something that i try to keep really like separate from my personal life so there's no references on my like ayla socials or website or anything to my this is a bit of a coming out for you almost kind of is (laughs) um yeah it's kind of weird actually because i've kept it secret for like three or four years now but i'm kind of getting to a place where i'm realizing it's just not plausible to keep it separate yeah especially with family and like i've had a lot of right like people find my personal page anyway so it's like yeah I just have to yeah. keep, uh, I was keeping my personal page private. Well, yeah, it seems but. like Ayla is probably a much bigger gateway to Savannah than vice versa. I would assume because if you're not sharing that information, yeah. people don't know to be looking for it anyway. Right. Yeah. And so I've had like people accidentally tag both my personal and my music pages oh, yeah. and that's how people find my personal page or, or gotcha. yeah, they've found me like on Facebook by like reverse searching like like Ayla mm. and then like because I have that as like a job listing which I didn't really yeah. think that people could search for that but they can and hmm. so they found my personal page and tried to like add me and stuff and I'm like yeah. no so I have like my privacy settings <laughs> do you have yeah 
what's um i guess i'm kind of curious about this what's what's your what was the reason like your reasoning for really wanting to keep those so separate for so long so Ela's kind of an alternate personality and the idea of having her as a separate entity it's kind of like wearing a mask so anything that i do under Ayla isn't directly tied to my personal self and that way I can really be free to be or I can construct her however I want people to view her right I can mold her into whatever like I kind of see her I'm calling it her she's not me, yeah you know no, sure like that's just how it's always been it's yeah. been always very like separate like a, like an offset of myself like I yeah. developed a second personality and like she's that thing it's like I get you complete transformation so like when I do go on stage it's a complete like night and day I feel like I'm a different person any fuck-ups or any good things whatever they're not tied to me personally so at the end of the day I can mm-hmm. kind of shuck that off and it's not something I take home with me hmm. so that's something I really I like having the separate yeah um, and I don't want I don't want people to know about me personally I want I want it to be focused yeah. on the music, the performance, and the performance, the persona, which is okay. all an art form in its own respect. Sure. And then that is what people ingest and they're not taking anything personally from me because it is yeah. really draining too, I will say. Like ta- yeah. having people reach out to, to you. put that and, face on. What's that? To put that face on. Oh, to put the face on. Yeah, absolutely. But like having people reach out to you and like think, I've had people think that they knew me just based off of like, Mm. seeing me post on Instagram, whatever, um, which there's some strange people. There's some some amazing people. And I've had some really, really, really sweet, incredible people who like, I'm like, yes, this is why I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, But then I've also had some strange people too. And so I just kind of don't want to have that involved in my personal life, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of protection. I could see that for sure. Sure. So there's a little bit of both. Yeah. So would so it sounds to me for sure that you're much more protective of savannah than ayla oh yeah absolutely okay i mean i'll always be savannah you know to a certain respect yeah but ayla is completely separate something that i created years ago and she's not even so much a person as she is like a vessel or like an like a uniform um Mm -hmm. like something that i would just like put on to go to work and then at the end of the day like you're not hanging out in that uniform you're you're turning back into your like personal self and so right she's just this separate entity that can be whatever i want her to be and it's not gonna affect me personally i guess do you worry about um, if you pursue it and it becomes a super success about being Ayla too much and like yeah. being Ayla more than Savannah? Yeah. Well, right now I've had the opposite problem, which is like, because I have all these other things that I, I'm really interested in. So the problem has been that I want to be Ayla, but I don't have the time. And so like yeah. the, the problem's been getting back into that headspace and I'm just now getting into that. And I'm just about to release uh, my first song since last year. Um, so that's really exciting. That is really exciting. Thanks. We got a special sneak preview of that, and it was pretty great. Thanks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It's supposed to come out on Halloween. Do you um, want to say anything about it? Yeah. So the song is called Night. It is 
most likely going to be on an upcoming EP. I'm hoping to release early next year and then plan a tour with as well um, early awesome. next year. Give a give a real brief description of your sound. Oh man, I guess maybe it's easier to like describe who I'm influenced by. Sure. Uh, like many many deep ties into anything Trent Reznor related. Mm-hmm. Nine Inch yeah. Nails. I'll yeah quickly I'll interject and I'll like I said I'll link to this but yeah we watched your first video and I got a definite Nine Inch Nails kind of feel to it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I yeah you could definitely throw that industrial kind right. of tag on there yeah i i'm also really influenced by black metal which i i'm not personally a satanist but i am deeply fascinated by it mm-hmm. um and so i guess and i'm also i just really like the music yeah yeah <laughs> mayhem is one of my favorite bands this year mayhem behemoth um yeah i've just been listening to a lot of black metal which it's probably kind of scary yeah. <laughs> to all the other Fort Wainers or just people listening to this maybe, but I'm not, I'm not okay with, you know, all the bad shit that they do, but the yeah. music, they, they know how to play a fucking guitar. So, you there know, you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's something to be inspired by at yeah, least a yeah. little bit, a little bit, take it all with a grain of salt. But anyway, I don't think my music's really black metal, but I've some of the you draw from it. Yeah, it is totally fictional, but the music video that we're actually finishing up right now that's going to accompany Night, it is dark. And yeah. it was it's it kind of plays more like a film than a video, like a music video, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So No, all that stuff's very interesting to me. I mean, with no darkness there is no light, right? First off. Absolutely. And yeah. just like, you know, getting knee deep in some of that stuff and just kind of exploring it just for what it is and trying to get what you can get out of it like is can be really fun if nothing else i mean you can learn a lot and yeah yeah well so mitch and i are like obsessed with anything horror so yeah we just constantly we don't really watch anything else except for horror movies and we just love all of it any kind so we're, we're constantly looking for new stuff and and we tell people that and they're like oh <laughs> we just watched the office and we're like well we like the office too but like <laughs> right we're, we're, on, we're probably gonna choose like i don't know like any any new a24 horror film yeah. over the office any right. night but um yeah well but, i think yeah. i can't remember the quote or who said it <laughs> so this is maybe useless but i something along the lines of if it's done well a villain is always more interesting than a hero Absolutely. Yeah. I think that Joker, the new Joker movie, can attest to that. Yeah, for sure. Being a great film. For um, sure, especially if you can have a villain that you think could actually be the hero. Yes, yeah. They trick you into liking the villain and, yeah. and feeling a connection. Um, right. I did want to say, too, going back to what you said about you can't have the darkness or you can't have the light without darkness. Uh-huh. Um, the reason I chose the name Ayla is because it, it's a... Uh, Turkish name for the halo around the moon, which oh wow okay. I always felt this is gonna sound probably oh, on silly, a new moon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, this is probably gonna sound silly, but like as a child, I always felt like a deep connection to the moon, and hmm. I was always really fascinated by it. And so when I yeah. found this name, it kind of felt perfect. It felt yeah. Like all my stars had aligned to take me to this name. That for me, the all of my music all of our art really is about the pull between light and dark. And that's what I like about 
black metal is it's definitely a pull towards darkness right um, but you don't have to necessarily give into that you can just enjoy it as a fictional piece of work and just take it for what it is and you don't have to agree with their viewpoints and like i mean ha- like half of them are freaking nazis they're terrible people <laughs> but like <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they're not nice people i wouldn't want to meet them yeah but- we we here on when can i quit my job are anti-nazi just you know just in case yes. anybody was wondering I, I think that's probably a safe stance <laughs> um so yeah i don't think we're gonna hurt anyone's feelings by saying that um Take that radical viewpoint yeah <laughs> we just knock that one out yeah um but but anyway like my, my whole thing with ayla is like even if there is something that people could consider satanic because i've had i have had people ask me like oh like do you worship satan all this stuff i'm like no i i'm pretty much just agnostic i'm just like another like agnostic millennial chick like walking around the streets um yeah but i i mean i do find it so fascinating especially coming yeah. from a deeply religious childhood you know the, right the juxtaposition of the two and right. just finding myself somewhere in the middle of like i'll believe it when i see it that's kind of where i fall yeah so religion's always been a really fascinating thing especially because of how powerful of a mechanism it is in our society it's oh sure so it's always just very fascinating to me exploring different religions and like writing music about it yeah I guess. well that's a whole that could that's that, a whole other three-hour yeah. episode but. yeah we'll, we'll curve <laughs> so around is that. do you think that ayla see we're talking about ayla a lot i didn't even know yeah what we were going to talk a lot about just that was my i don't want to say fear but like because we could go down any of these rabbit holes for probably quite a while, but right. we'll we continue can... anyway because that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to. We can talk about anything No, else. no, no. I, I know what I want to bring up next, but I want to at least get a few more thoughts about Ayla. And so cool. you said it's a lot about the struggle, struggle or the pull between light and dark. Mm-hmm. Describe what it is for you to put on Ayla. Like, is it... Oh, it's freeing. Extremely freeing. Because then I can be okay. this thing... I can be exactly how I want people to see me, if that makes sense. I feel like as my personal self, I'm just so being myself that I don't, it's weird. It's like there's freedom in the constraint. I I don't know how to explain that, but it's like when I am myself, I'm not as much thinking about my actions or how I'm being perceived. So I, I'm just kind of being like whatever comes out you know yeah I mean like yeah I'm trying to be a little thoughtful about who I am like I don't want to like be an idiot but yeah. like <laughs> you've got like an Ayla filter almost yeah um she's a persona she's yeah. very I mean but there's freedom in that because yeah. that's something that I created. it's almost like delayed gratification yeah I mean it's in that same exactly. boat exactly so like I am forcing myself to be something that I want other people to see right which is really cool because yeah, that's not something yeah. you can just do like I think about back like in like school like you mm-hmm. were just whatever you people thought you were and like getting people's minds right. to change after they made up their mind it could be brutal so you yeah. just were that thing and like as an adult as Ayla I can be whatever I want people to see and that's what they're gonna get right and I have complete control over that, I guess. So there's like yeah. freedom in the fact that I have control over that because sure. I get to rest easy knowing that my image that I'm putting out there is exactly what I want it to be. Right. Hopefully, hopefully if I'm doing yeah. it right. But yeah. So that was kind of a lead up to the another question that going back to the, the pull between lightness and darkness, then is it fun for you to, you're basically, in my 
from what you said, wearing that outfit of darkness. So is <laughs> that fun for you? Like maybe in, yeah. a, in a role playing kind of way. It's a blast. Um, yeah. It, it it's so I guess the other way that I would say like it's freeing too is like mm-hmm. lyrically. I'm really when I write lyrics, it's it's like this really personal like kind of like sensual experience that's gonna sound really strange and like hippie and strange and weird but like it's it's kind of like I start just like rambling in a studio Mm -hmm. after I've kind of figured out the idea of like the synths or the bass or whatever I'm working with instrumentally Mm -hmm. and then I'm just kind of like just word vomiting over a track and then it just kind of it's I usually do that and I very rarely rewrite it I usually just hmm. roll with whatever came out of my mouth and yeah. it ends up making sense after the fact. Once I've like, I'll like, yeah. okay, I'll listen to it. Maybe it's a little ambiguous and I can apply it to like this next phase for Ayla. Yeah. I don't, that probably doesn't make any sense. That's really No, vague. it does. It does. Yeah. But I know I, it does make sense. <laughs> I can say all those things that are coming out of me, like coming from my soul. I can say all those things that are like really like coming from a deep and dark dark place talking about darkness oh my god it's coming from like the worst parts of me you know and it's like it's really like therapeutic to get that out um but it's freeing in that sense that I can say what I want but I can also be like oh well the song is about this even if it wasn't I can make it about the content that I want it to be after the fact but I still get to say my my piece even if it like usually after I say it too it doesn't apply Mm -hmm. to me anymore and then I can I'm just kind of like letting it go and then yeah. whatever those feelings were, they're they're gone and they're not on me anymore. They're yeah. not in me anymore. So then they're just out there and I don't have to like carry the burden. That is a burden of them, right. you know? So like getting the lyrics out is the freedom. That's the freeing part, I guess. That's cool. That's awesome. And so when you listen to your old songs, is it like... Paidful. <laughs> well, well, that's not what I was going to say, but is that what it is? Uh, no. Um, it, it's painful and like, oh, fuck, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was doing back then. But yeah. I, I know I'm going to say that in the next like five years too. I'm going to look back and be like, oh, Jesus. But... No, it's about every five years you look back on yourself and realize how stupid you it's were. It's like every two months. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then you learn to, like, that's just the process. And, like, yeah. if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't be here. So. Right. Right. I just. It should be. Well, yeah. I mean, if that's, if that's an emotion or uh, trial and tribulation you were going through at the time and you can go back and it's not a part of you anymore, then you should appreciate the lesson you learned from it right and and i've i put out some god-awful shit like yeah. when i was like <laughs> put out some really bad stuff when i was yeah. a teenager you know right and i have a lot of stuff that i wish i would have put out and i didn't for the fear of like it being bad you know and, and right and i i i have so much stockpile that i could put out like five cds right now if i wanted to but i, wow. I won't because yeah. i'm mortified but um (laughs) but um maybe that's a lesson you haven't learned yet maybe it is so yeah anyway i don't know yeah well okay so you've got your hand in all these different ventures right now so what do you want your where do you see yourself in five years no what what (laughs) what's what's your ideal allocation of time energy as far as I assume you're not looking for a job. So maybe I'm sure there's going to be nuggets in here that will be useful for people who have jobs and who no longer want jobs. But so what's your ideal split of your time and energy 
in the future of your different jobs or uh, your different occupations? Don't call them jobs. <laughs> <laughs> occupations. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the one thing I do want to say really quickly for anyone looking to quit their job is like, there's always, I feel like there's always ways. There, there are always ways for you to find to create income and and they may not be a lot of income right but you can the, the information is out there it's just about you putting in the work to do that so and and I, I am lucky that I grew up with an entrepreneur for a mom but that is not the only reason why I've done everything that I have she's just kind of my launch pad I guess sure uh, yeah. which, which is yeah like I feel like Trump it makes it a little easier being around someone who's done it Right. I, I feel like Trump and he's like, I took out a small, like $1 million loan. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I promise you, like, I didn't get that much help. But, but I... Uh, Trump's a self-made man. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm so lost. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. Can you repeat? Yeah. So what, what do you want? Your... Oh, yes. That's right. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I saw a cat and I got oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd sorry, say... No cat. <laughs> the, the next year, my goal has been well really we've been prepping a lot is booking up as many weddings as we can mentally handle and and like palpably handle for the Mm -hmm. next year building an income off of that and our goal is to move to joshua tree in the next uh six months well so you're talking about your plans i'm talking about your ideal future so like all right maybe say say five ten years like if everything goes exactly exactly perfectly your dream world everything works just exactly right and in 10 years what are you going to be doing in a perfect world yes. in 10 years i will have already toured the world as ayla put out many an album been signed maybe even several times and at the same time using lunar seven as a vessel for scoring other films which is something that i've been getting into a lot lately i didn't mention earlier and producing films under with mitch Mitch is an incredible videographer and photographer, but true that. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we already have a short film that we want to start late next year. That's yeah. a whole different venture. That's exciting. Though. So anyway, yeah. for the next ten years, that would be my goals too. So mostly music. reviving Ayla, yeah, and creating and building on your production company. Yes, and okay. using any funds that I've made from like wedding industry to just invest into that and both just like other investments just like more financially sound investments just to really have the most stable career as possible yeah yeah nice well i mean (laughs) as i'm sure anybody listening can tell there's like a million other things we can talk about i think that's probably a good place to end right now like i said in the in the future i haven't mentioned this to the people listening but i'd like to get mitch also on here and then we were talking about this earlier maybe do a four-way interview where we can all talk and just kind of jib jab that would be uh, awesome yeah i'm all for it so hopefully this is not the last you hear of savannah uh i don't think it will be so yeah any any last words uh no i i got nothing i should say something (laughs) smart but i I don't have it you said plenty (laughs) of smart things already oh thanks great oh good i'm glad thanks for being on the show thank you for having me and uh we'll talk to you guys next week Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting WhenCanIQuitMyJobShow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. 
Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.